Soundcheck Pittsburgh. Soundcheck PGH. Happy episode 10, Pete. Yeah, we made it a long way. This is a milestone for it us. It is a milestone. Yeah. I didn't think we would make it this far. <laughs> you didn't? You thought no. we'd flame out by seven or eight? Yeah, you know, 10, uh, once we get to 100, maybe. Yeah. I'll, I'll be sick of you, but. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We'll, we'll have to plan a big party for our 100th episode. I have a feeling it's a ways away. Yeah, probably 100 years away. Um, well, but anyway. one-tenth of the way there. <laughs> Uh, if you're, if you've listened to all 10 episodes, uh, thank you. Uh, congratulations. You made, you it was a far. bumpy ride. It was, uh, we're kind of learning on the fly here, but, uh, if this is your first episode, your first time listening, uh, this is a podcast where myself, Pete and me, Jack, we talk about local Pittsburgh music acts. Yeah. And we swap back and forth on each week on whose turn it is to pick the local act. We don't criticize uh, anyone specifically. We just, we go on the online, we try to find things we really like, things that we think more people should hear. Yeah. And then we, uh, we do a deep, deep dive profile on them. Yeah. Uh, we were just here to bring you the best and the brightest in the Pittsburgh area. And uh, yeah, so... Uh, and this week... You're making the pick, yeah. and I have a feeling you've got something special for us. I do, to because uh, it's our 10th episode. To commemorate. I figured we'd do something special, and uh, instead of making one pick, I went ahead and I made two. Classic, Pete. It's like yeah. a double pick. I'm really pushing my boundaries here. You really are. <laughs> but don't think this is going to be twice as long. It's not like a double album. It's no. just a double pick. Um, but anyway, so... So why why did we pick two bands? It was... Uh, there's a method to this madness. Okay. I... Uh, I knew that I wanted to do like an emo indie kind of band naturally um, because it's probably my, well, it has the most richest history in in my musical in your, in your life. Yeah. We haven't done one in a while. No, not since episode one. Wow. Yeah. So (laughs) does that episode even still exist? I don't know. Um, But anyway, get back. Uh, I knew that I wanted to do this and I was, um, I was pushing through some band camp and I found two ones that I really, really liked. And you were, you were torn and I was torn and I was like, screw it. I'm going to abuse my power and I'm going to do two this week. <laughs> you used a presidential pardon. Yeah. Uh, I vetoed it. <laughs> You've, yeah. You're like, you know what? We don't have to choose. We're doing both of them. All right. Let's not keep the people waiting. Uh, who do we got this week? Uh, hold on, Pete. And I will tell you. Short fictions and curse words. <laughs> you have something in your throat there? Did you get that? Yeah. Was that, that's two separate ones, right? That is two separate bands. You got short fictions plus curse words. There you go. Um, yeah, so do both wanna... local Pittsburgh indie rock emo bands. Yeah, that's my stuff. And both of the, and Pete could not choose between them. I like them both, but they do not like each other. Yeah. No. Am, I, am I correct? You are right. Uh, we apparently <laughs> yeah. they're mortal enemies. Yeah. I think they hate each other. Yeah. There's they hate each other. Threats of uh, physical violence. And um, we had no idea. No, we picked these cause we liked both of them. Um, we one thought, thing we to, thought they would be a great pair. Yeah. Apparently <laughs> not. Uh, so interesting thing to point out is that they've had a couple battle sets against each other. What's a battle set. I did not know that either. Uh, what I'm assuming is it's like the two bands set up next to each other and then okay. they just like trade off and they go back, back to back and they just win. Someone wins. Uh, well, who, how's it decided? The people. Oh, wow. The people's Interesting. choice. Interesting. Um, the one ad for one of them had, uh, just these drawings of bunnies with like knives taped to them. I see that. Yeah. <laughs> and this, this beef goes back a long way. This is like 2015. They were doing this. Yeah. It was a while ago. Yeah. And they and apparently they have a good back and forth on social media. Yeah. Right. I think so. Um, the one in the one post, uh, I'm paraphrasing here, but uh, it, short fiction says curse word threatened to give us wedgies. And then uh, they have just a picture yeah. of the KFC wedges. <laughs> yeah, I have it right here. It's from March 11th, 2016. It goes, <laughs> wow, curse words has promised to give us wedgies tonight. Yum. Can't wait. And it's a picture of the KFC wet, uh, wet potato wedges. Yeah, we had no idea this animosity existed. This is great. Between, and I don't know if, uh, do they know that they're both on this together? No, I didn't tell either of them that. So. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Sorry, then, guys. Uh, nah, we they'll love it. We didn't plan this, but... It was completely, completely spontaneous. Yeah, it's fun. Uh, I don't know. This is like another battle set. So Yeah, this is the third battle set right here. Yeah, it's there's happening a right here. two in 2015 and now this one. <laughs> two years later. Perfect. Uh, but yeah, who do we, uh, we want to go with first? Well, you tell me, Pete. I think I want to do short fictions if you're good at oh, that. Oh, okay. Now, uh, should we read into this? Does this mean you like them more? 
Because remember, uh, this is a battle now. It is a battle. I'm sorry. I didn't realize this. Um, no, this was just because they started before. I have the notes for them first. <laughs> okay. That's what they all say. So, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Um, but Short Fictions started somewhere in the 2015 I believe frame. I believe it was February of 2015. I'm not completely sure on this, but I think they were students at Duquesne. Um, the only reason I say that is because they had a sh- one of their first shows was uh, the Duquesne radio station, whatever it was. Oh, cool. Uh, it was like a local acts kind of thing. Cool. I don't know if that means that they all the people performing were Duquesne students or what, but right. I just want to preface that because I'm not 100% sure. I probably should have done gotcha. more research. But uh, they're, they are a four-piece indie emo band correct. from Pittsburgh. Yeah. And do you want me to give you the lineup? Oh, yeah, yeah. I forgot we were doing that. Yeah. Well, you started it. You I did, did it yeah. on the Pinstripe Sunny episode, and I thought that was nice. I thought that was a nice touch. Yeah. Um, it was super easy last week because there was just <laughs> yeah, one guy. Just Mars Jackson. <laughs> um, so we got Sam Trevor on guitar and vocals. Yep. Shinpei Black River on guitar. Cool. What an amazing name. That is an awesome What do name. I have to do to, to get that last name? Marry yeah. into the family. You can be Mr. Sh- <laughs> Mr. Black Mr. River. Black River. <laughs> um, Sebastian Ho on drums and okay. Dylan Chafalo on bass and vocals. Cool. Um, so that's their lineup as of this newest album, right? Correct. Okay, uh, cool. That is their lineup uh, for the upcoming EP, which did we talk about that yet? No, no. We got to go back first. Got to go back before we go forward. Okay. Um, their first full length came out in May of 2016. Okay. Um, that was an album. Uh, it is called Light Ascending Out of the Gloom, a collection of short fiction and poetry. Nice. Which some of the demos that they had before then, they get re-recorded. Oh, cool. And uh, yeah, it's cool to see that. And you said, and there was some poetry on that album. Yeah, that is an accurate statement. It is a, sh- a collection of short fictions, the band, and then there's poetry. Poetry on the album is performed by Stephen Lynn. Just spoken word over the instrumentation. Yeah, there's like post-Rocky kind of stuff yeah. going on in the background. You know what I liked about this album? What's that? Despite the name being super long, the album is super short. It's, and you know how much I like short things. It, <laughs> teeing that one up for me. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You love it. Um, but no, it was cool. I, it was, a, I think it was a good length. It was definitely, um, you know, it was seven tracks, but before we, we're going to get a little bit more into that album later, right. um, I want to bring it back to their newest EP, which is coming out on November 4th, Saturday, this Saturday. And they are, what do they do? What's the album or what's the EP called? It's an EP and it's called the heart is a kaleidoscope. And we should say it's coming out on crafted sounds. Okay. That's the record label. And crafted sounds is actually a local label that is run out of Connor Murray's dorm room in the university of Pittsburgh. Really? Yeah. (laughs) Cool. And they, they, uh, they release things primarily on cassette tape. So I'm excited about that. Bust out the cassette. Do you still have a cassette player? Um, I think my girlfriend has one. In her car? No, I think it's literally under our TV. She, we recently invested, not invested, we recently came across this old sound system that, like this old Sony sound system oh, that yeah, sounds great, so cool. but it's super old. Cool. And it's got a cassette tape deck right on there. You can pre-order those cassette tapes or a CD, I think. I don't know. Or oh, nice. a digital version of it. Um, but uh, what track are we doing? We're we, going to play a track? Yeah, we're going to do, uh, the song is called Ellen, a song about a book. All of my new friends Look good in a weird way That'd be a good way For human to look to Look around, look around you It's all around, all around you In attics and basements And I don't know how you're upset 
All right. Did you like that one, Jack? Yeah. Yeah. I loved it. Uh, yeah. That, I'm super pumped for this uh, EP to come out. Um, this, this song, I don't know. It comes up in, it comes in kind of like upbeat and poppy and then it uh, drops a little bit and we get some of those post punky sounding like guitar licks. Yeah. It definitely within the song, it's kind of walking between the boundaries of a couple different genres, which I think is super cool, but it's doing it real fluid. Yeah. Um, yeah. Then did you hear that like haunting, like whistling sounding guitar that kind of like bridges a little bit? Yeah. Um, and then you get a verse and did you ever listen to like Jawbreaker? No, I've heard of that band, but we should kind of preface this the way you always talk about how you're not, you don't listen to a whole lot of rap and hip hop. I, at the, I haven't, it's been years and years since I listened to a lot of, uh, indie emo type wow. stuff. I mean, there's a couple bands I've stuck, I did, stuck with me, but I did. Uh, yeah. I think that's a good fair I mean, point. Then, this, I didn't, I had a bridge there for a little bit. Like I did not, or I had a break there for a while where yeah. I didn't listen to it. Um, I mean, I've listened to some of the new stuff, but we should say that you are much more into this. You're much more well-versed in this type of music than I am. It was a very important part of my life and it's starting to be again. I'm starting to listen to it again. Sweet. um, Yeah. But the song then as like a whole starts to like pick up a little bit of steam and then um, we get those like mathy kind of guitar sound, like guitar, almost like American football. Right. um, Which we both like. Yes. I love American football. Um, Then the band kind of starts like belting out, like let, let's let go. Uh Uh-huh. And then the song like culminates in which it's hard to see, it's hard to kind of hear. But what I hear at the end when they're kind of like screaming out is Ellen, I love you. I'm going to kick his ass. Yeah. Which is a pretty great line, which I don't know what the story is behind it, but I really like it. What I like about uh, the way it ends there is that's such a classic, that's such a classic emo like move, like the back and forth shouted vocals, the, the shout and repeat, the shout and repeat, which kind of like the, the like, um, more gruff like backing vocals and the more polished like frontman vocals that kind of overlap on each other. They're it, not. Yeah. It's, it it's is cool. a common thing, but what I wanted to say was um, a lot of times I feel like it just gets added as a novelty, but here it works so perfectly. It's like, it it's adds, a natural progression. Yeah. It adds, it adds a lot of depth to the song and it was really cool to see. Definitely. Um, yeah. Um, I'm really pumped about this upcoming EP. Um, if this is any indication, I like where the band's going. Um, they're not afraid to take chances. Um, I think they hop between genres a little bit and that's cool to see. Um, We should mention that, uh, on Saturday they have a big release show at the Bushnell, which is on center Ave in Oakland. Yeah. I think that's one of the ones that you have to, do they say the exact address or do you have to email? Um, yeah, I found the exact address, but it's one of those. It's like the Oakland house shows. Cool. Um, but yeah, it's 4415 on center. Awesome. Um, yeah, but do you want to get back a little bit to their first EP? We could do a little bit. Yeah, of that. let's let's talk a little bit more. Um, first, we shouldn't we shouldn't forget to mention that the video for this song is great. Oh yeah, um, it's a lot of uh, the notes I have on it. This is the only things I wrote down were cats, VHS, and cool. So um, I actually read an interview where they were talking about the making of the video, and they were saying how they kind of used a culmination of old VHS film from like they got from like video stores and stuff and like some home videos too, and man. some home videos and then they just used a green screen to put themselves and their cats like on top of the old footage so it gives us it gives it this really like surreal kind of atmosphere to it yeah as my one cat sits right here i loved it i'm a big fan of cats and yeah, my cat, you, you i don't know what he's cats. looking i don't know what he's looking for right now me and dale don't really get along yeah, he Dale's thinks, your cat. Yeah, he's looking at me right now. Um, yeah, well, he's always trying to jump up and get on the podcast, and it's just kind of it always messes us up. I'm going to replace Jack with Dale one day. <laughs> yeah, make this a Dale cast. Dale cast. All right, so you want to sample another track? You want to talk about some more some more of their stuff? Yeah, I guess before we get into curse words, um, I just want to point out, and we touched on this a little bit uh, of the kind of influence of the whole '90s Chicago area Midwest, um, like. I don't know if it was before emo really, but like those like mathy kind of indie sounding bands, uh, they actually list that as one of their genres. They say nineties Midwest. Oh, nice. And, uh, I just really liked the one song, uh, year of the boar. And I want to play a little bit of that one. Yeah, let's do it.
just the uh, trumpets on that song. Yeah. Um, I don't think they show up too many times on that album, but I, I'm, I'm just wondering if that's why they have that as one of their genres, just because the influence of American football. And gotcha. The Chicago, the mid nineties Midwest. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, American football is out of Chicago. Mike Kinsella. Um, it's a classy touch. The horns. It, it really is. It fits. It really adds well. a whole nother dynamic to it the, does. to the track. Um, that really reminded me of my favorite American football song. What's that? The one with the Wurlitzer. Is that? That's the name of the song. I forgot about that one. Yeah. I don't know if I know any of the names of the song. I just listened to the whole album. Well, it's like a pretty together. memorable name. And that, uh, I'll point that out too. Uh, you should listen to it as a whole piece. Their, uh, the album? Yeah. It, it's it's just, you know, it has the ups and downs. They do a lot of like post-rocky kind of stuff with the poetry and it's really cool and it works. And it's nice and short. It's only seven tracks, so it's easy to do. It's not, I mean, yeah, it's it's shorter, but... I'm saying it as a positive. I don't know why, <laughs> why you're do getting... Why you like short things? I don't know why you're getting so defensive about this. Because I've, I've been, this is, I've been talking about this a couple times on this podcast. You about don't like how, when albums like hang around too long? That... And about how in today's day and age, there's so many distractions and there's so much content out there. It's really refreshing to be like, wow, I only listen to this whole album front to back. I only have to listen to seven songs. Like, you know, it's just, it's tough. It's a lot easier to listen to a podcast that you like. Hey. Or listen to uh, bands that you already know, or just have Spotify play the up next, and then they're only giving you single tracks. Yeah, it's, it, it's, there's, it's real easy to get stuck in that playlist kind of culture. It's the same thing with like TV shows. If I if someone tells me that I'm gonna like a TV show, I usually believe them. But if it's a show that's got like seven seasons, like yeah, you're like this I'm is like, a thing now. I have to basically weigh the cultural value of watching <laughs> the show. Like ha, like will this benefit me in conversations? and like really? references I you can don't make do things just because you like it and because you well, get no, because I don't know if I'm going to like it yet. And also there's a whole bunch out there that I know I'm probably going to like. There's a lot of good stuff. I can't like right if now. I were to just watch just the things I like, I like, you know, you got to still be selective at some point <laughs> because there's so much out there. I think you think too much into things. I probably do, but <laughs> this is one where I didn't have to, cause it's only seven tracks. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's an appropriate amount of tracks. Uh, Jack and I both really liked it. Um, yeah, I think uh, let's get into our next band, uh, Curse Words. Curse Words, that's right. Yeah, so what uh, what'd you find out about Curse Words? So they started in September of 2014. Okay. They are a three-piece made up of Decair Paco on drums. Okay. I'm probably horribly mispronouncing that. I'm sorry. Uh, Billy Simmons on guitar and vocal. And Cal Terrazzi on bass. Cool. Um, and they are very similar, I would say, in in the music to uh, short fictions, which, again, is why we wanted to put these two together. Yeah, we had trouble picking between the two. Yeah. Um, so their most recent LP, um, Doggy Heaven... Came out <laughs> came out in January of this past year, and uh, even though it's eleven tracks, not as short, still pretty short. So I listened to the whole thing, and I loved it. I thought this album was amazing. Um, before this, they had put out um, a previous demo in the mar or a previous EP, just titled "What." <laughs> with yeah, question, question mark, mark yeah. in March of 2015. And they had some demos they put out uh, early on in September of 2014. And uh, yeah, I think um, it's surprising to me how, uh, how finely tuned they've, be- they've gotten in such a short amount of time. I mean, I guess it's not a short amount of time. It's, it's, it's three years, but they didn't put out a whole lot. They really spent a lot of time perfecting what they were going to put out. So I think we're going to play a track off of Doggy Heaven. Which one uh, do you want to hear? We are playing You Had Me at Horses, But Then You Lost Me at Corpses.
All right. That was You Had Me at Horses, But Then You Lost Me at Corpses by Curse Words. That's a funny name. That is a good name. I like the song, too. You like the song? But the name is pretty good. Do you know where the name is from? I don't. I do. Let me read you a quote from Bob's Burgers, (laughs) Season 3, Episode 6, The Deepening, Mr. Fish Odor. How about the Scarousel? A carousel in which you ride real horse corpses. <laughs> Tina, Be- Tina Belcher, you had me at horses, but then you lost me at corpses. <laughs> Tina, best character. Tina's great. And Mr. Mr. Fishoder. Those are two of the best characters on who, that show. In one of our previous episodes, we discovered uh, Mr. Fishoder is played by who? Kevin Klein. And his daughter is Frankie Cosmos. That's right. Yeah. Who uh, Of the S-list fame. Which if you've never listened to this podcast before, after we're done talking about these bands, we just make picks of music that we both like and then we talk about it. Yeah, we throw it on Spotify. We call it the S-list. Anyway. <clears throat> Any Hoosier. So uh, it's really actually a funny story. That episode was on TV very recently and I laughed at that line. And then just a couple days later, you messaged me with a link to these guys to their band camp. And... Um, the rest you, were is history. Like, you were like, I really like the horses song. And I was looking at it and I was like, where do I know this from? Like, why, why does that sound so familiar? Did you like, Google the whole title? I did, did it but it doesn't, it doesn't come up if you Google the whole title. Really? No, you had, what I ended up Googling was uh, Tina, you had me at horses and then <laughs> it came up and then I did some much deeper research to find the full interaction. Ah. So did you like the track? I did. Yeah. Um, I like the whole CD. Uh, what I really liked about uh, this song, and I guess we didn't really like do it, but the namesake of the album, Doggy Heaven, plays into this song. It kind of like, uh, if you take the whole thing all together, I like that. Yeah. I don't think Doggy Heaven has any words on it. It's just all like uh, post-rocky kind of uh, okay. mathy stuff. And then it bleeds into, you had me at horses, but lost me at corpses. And I right. thought that was pretty cool. I thought the guitar playing throughout this whole LP Is awesome. just yeah. blew me away. Yeah. I mean, it's it's so intricate and it's so exciting. It never gets boring. It's ne- There's never just a repetitive part where you're kind of tuning it out. It's always kind of grabbing your attention and taking you different places. Yeah, and I think that sometimes uh, when bands are in like the whole math rock kind of thing, sometimes they'll do things just because I think they want people to, you know, be like, oh, look how cool I am. But it doesn't ever feel like it's forced or anything. It's just, no. it's it's really nice. I like it. Yeah. Um, it reminded me of some early Modest Mouse. Really? Yeah. Like Lonesome Crowded West era Modest Mouse with the guitar work. I, the guitar work I, wouldn't, the, I wouldn't have thought that. But. The guitar work on that album is incredible. Hmm. Yeah. I could see that. Yeah. Really good stuff. Um, yeah. I, I love how uh, I did some research on them and just kind of was clicking around on their social media as I want to do. And uh, I love how they describe themselves as sad with a hint of depressing. <laughs> <laughs> But they've also said that like the music itself is happy sounding music. It's just kind of got a little depressing undertone. And I think it's that walking that bridge between those two, you know, contrasting emotions is what makes it so enjoyable to listen to what makes it so comfortable in a sense. Yeah. You know, kind of see that. Um, I know you didn't know this word last time I used it, but <laughs> uh, it no. definitely, the whole album has the whole feeling of ennui. You know uh, what I mean? Like it just, just, which is the perfect word for, for something that sounds like this. What was the synonym for that? I already forgot. Oh, like, uh, uh there was a word you wanted me to use that was like much more, um, it was like melancholy. melancholy. That's yeah. It. yeah. 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 Cause ennui is a feeling of listlessness and dissatisfaction arising from a lack of occupation or excitement. Also, I, I don't want to go out of limb here, but um, music's pretty fitting for this kind of year, time of year. That's in my notes. Is it really? That is in my notes. I Right here it says perfect fall music. There you go. That's yeah. why I picked it. Because the days are longer, the air's getting colder, your heater doesn't work, so we're sitting in here with <laughs> jackets. our winter jackets on because it's 53 <laughs> degrees in your house. <laughs> and I came in and I, I pointed out how cold it was and you were you were wholly uninterested or unmotivated to fix it. I'm not paying for it. And only when you tried to put on the heat at my behest did you did you realize that it was broken. 
I don't even think, now I don't know you don't see pilot where it is. You don't. Well, there's that's like a, a thing over the pilot light. Well, that's an important. Still. That's an important part of a heater. I, I don't want to blow up. Literally <laughs> blow up this podcast. <laughs> yeah, don't do that. I'll I'll gladly suffer through the cold if it means that we get to survive. Anyway, um, but yeah, it's perfect fall music. You know, it's kind of like it's it's perfect for this time of year. The leaves are falling. Yeah. We're in transition. Winter is coming. <laughs> oh, yeah, it is. It was a cold one today. Um, I also heard a lot of built to spill on this. I kind of, I had that written down too. Some like early, early nineties era built to spill. Um, it was cool. They also, I also read that they've described themselves as twinkly bummer jams, (laughs) (laughs) which is great because the guitar work again is my favorite part of this. And it really, and it is twinkly is a great word to describe it because it does kind of just kind of glisten over the whole thing. Also, the drums are pretty good. Uh, Yeah. A lot of really good stops and like uh, the drum work on it's pretty cool. Yeah, definitely. And I think um, to highlight that, uh, that awesome kind of jam that they get into, we're going to play, um, Another another great name track, Chillin' in the Name of. Chillin' in the name of. <laughs> I was kind of hoping that was going to be a cover, <laughs> but <Yeah>. it wasn't. <laughs> that would be really funny. If it it was would <laughs> be really funny if it was a uh, Rage Against the Machine cover just with like the words changed to something about chillin' <laughs> instead of killin'. <laughs> Some of those who want couches. <laughs> what rhymes with couches? Uh, I don't know. Slouches. Yeah. Pouches. <laughs> pouches. There you go. Um, Kangaroos have pouches. Yeah, Pete. I think we got to drop it there. Yeah. Um, also, did you hear on this that on the album, the song BF2 is... It's Battlefront. They're, they're playing Star Wars Battlefront in the yeah. background. Yeah, it's great. I knew when I heard it, I was like, that sounds like... I heard... It. I knew they were playing a video game, and then I heard like uh, the Rebels take it. Yeah, I, like, I heard... Oh, uh, I heard, I want those Rebels dead. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, I know that. <laughs> Which is pretty awesome. Um, They also, uh, you know, if you haven't gotten the sense already, they've got a pretty good sense of humor. And that's what I really like. It's real playful. It's very playful. And it translates to their Twitter feed, which is amazing. This is your first time listening uh, in all episodes, except for the last episode, because we forgot. No, Uh, it was all part of Pete's plan. Not to let me do this. um, I try to diminish this as much as I can. But Jack always (laughs) goes on to people's social media things. And creeps on them. I just dive deep, you know? I'm just trying to find trying to find the best stuff. It's part of his research process. Yeah. Anyway, um, I've got a couple for you. I'm going to run through them real quick. There's an overlying theme or an underlying theme throughout the whole Twitter that whoever's running the Twitter is not actually in the band, <laughs> which oh, really? is pretty funny. <laughs> like, there's always like, to be honest, I don't even run. I'm not even in the band. I just run the Twitter. Or then they'll be like, they'll be like, you should come to the show. Even the guy who runs our Twitter's coming and he hates us. <laughs> like, but there's a couple good ones. But it's always someone in the band, like um, when they're when they take over the Twitter, they. Oh, I can't tell. I I don't even know oh. if this is true. I can't tell who. They, it all sounds like the same voice to me. There's one that goes. I found a bunch of old people wearing name tags, and I'm bringing them to the show with me. <laughs> <laughs> There's another one that says, glad we won the best band in the scene award for the 50th consecutive year. <laughs> <laughs> best band in the scene. <laughs> I love that. 50 years strong. Wow. That's pretty good. I know. And then uh, finally, I got one that goes, our next EP sounds like a mix of Hawthorne Heights and P.O.D. (laughs) (laughs) It's tight and objectively the best music to ever be written. P.O.D. is, yeah. Yeah, there's no denying that. Uh, In a previous episode, Jack admitted that he's a major P.O.D. fan. I was a major P.O.D. fan. Still is. it's (laughs) It's something I have to reconcile with myself and just accept. I think that uh, you've come to terms with it. Are they even still a band? 
I hope so. I mean, like, I kind of want to Google it and hear some of their more recent stuff. The whole new metal thing kind of went off a cliff there. Like, huh? Yeah, it really had a pretty pretty brief run. Since we're getting the kind of emo revival, you think we can get a new metal revival? <laughs> it's clearly the logical next step. That'll be our next episode. We'll find the best new metal in Pittsburgh. In Pittsburgh, <laughs> which I'm sure there's a lot of. All right. Do you have anything else? No. Um, do they have? Does Curse Words have any upcoming shows? Yeah. So Curse Words has a show on uh, November eighteenth. So a couple weeks from now, cool. they will be at the Smiling Moose. They are opening for today is the best day ever. They will be going on at six thirty. It's a free show, so there's no reason not for to free. Go. Yeah, it's for free. Cool. And speaking of free, all of their music is available for free on their Bandcamp. Yep. Uh, and yeah, that's, that's all I got. And, uh, yeah, we already talked about, um, oh, we should mention that, um, the show that short fictions is putting on for their EP release on November 4th at the Bushnell, all the proceeds are going towards Puerto Rican hurricane relief. Cool. Um, yeah. So thank you to curse words and short fictions. Thanks Um, to both of them for letting us feature them. They don't know they're on this together. They hate each other. So they're going to love this. Try to stop me It's gonna be some dreadhead niggas in your lobby All right, so if you stuck around uh, this segment of the podcast uh, We each pick four songs that we want the other person yeah. to listen to We put them on Spotify We put them on Spotify um, and then, then we talk about it the following week. Yeah. And we tell the people, we tell, uh, we tell each other what we liked and what we didn't like and everything we thought. The cool thing about this is it is on Spotify and you can go and follow it. If you type in the S list, soundcheck PGH, it'll pop right up, follow it. And you'll be able to hear all the songs we talked about this week, including tracks from the local bands we profiled. And you'll be able to hear the eight songs that we're going to talk about at the next episode. So you can listen ahead. Hey, Jack, is it on Spotify? Yeah, it's on Spotify. <laughs> just kidding. Is that what I said? <laughs> yeah, you said it. I was just fucking with you. <laughs> Don't do that, man. I was going through my spiel. I'm sorry. Um, can we dive into this? Yeah, we can dive into it. But what, oh, is, wait, wait, what wait. does the S list stand for? Uh, shark list. Oh, I thought it was the sacrifices list. Oh, we didn't. We're not supposed to just do sharks. Oh. I just listed sharks here. Well, I just made a bunch of sacrifices. Great White, Hammerhead, <laughs> Mako. Are those songs? Reef. Black tip, yellow fin tip. I'm running out of sharks here, Jack. Come on. I, I, I can't need a little help. help. You here. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, All right. So let's get to our first track. First track was my pick. It was um, Peep and Tom by Courtney Barnett and Kurt File. I don't want to give up, but I kind of want to lie down. Not sleep, just rest. Give me a break How much does it really take To get my head out of here I've been searching And I This was a good pick. Yeah, it was. Did yeah, you I listen like to it. the whole album yet? Uh, no, I haven't listened to the whole album, but we should give some background. Courtney Barnett is a indie rock uh, singer-songwriter from Australia. Yep. And Kurt Vile is an indie rock singer-songwriter from Philadelphia. And they, I don't want to be presumptuous here, but I'm pretty sure they're the same person. Yeah. Or at least from the same, like, they're twins. Yeah, they look exactly the same. They really do. It's kind of creepy. It is kind of creepy. And their music is also pretty, like... Yeah, it's similar. It's similar. There's... I I don't know. I want to say they're identical, but they're both kind of, like, spacey in their lyrics. Right, but Courtney can get a lot more punk rock. Courtney can get a lot more hard. Uh, Kurt very rarely goes that way. Yeah, that's fair. Also, it, (laughs) it struck me as I was listening that their names are Courtney and Kurt. Like Courtney Love and Kurt Cobain. Like I that's kind of crazy. Did, that is pretty weird. I did notice that too. Um, anyway, but this is this is Courtney Love 
doing an acoustic cover of a Kurt Vile song. Did you hear? Did you realize what you just did? You said Courtney Love. Oh, did I really? <laughs> you really did. I swear wow. See, it's in my head. This is Courtney Barnett <laughs> Courtney doing Barnett. a cover of a Kurt Vile song. But change the name. What's that? You didn't notice that? Oh, was it Peepin' Tom Boy? Yep. On Kurt Vile, but it's Peepin' Tom now. Yeah. Interesting. Do you think there's any significance in that? I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't know if I'm reading too much into this, but uh, Courtney is a lesbian. Right. And I don't know. I mean, the song takes on a different dynamic because um, she's the peeping Tom. Right. She's also the tomboy. Oh, interesting. So you're actually saying that like by losing the boy. I don't know. I don't know if they did it just because yeah. search searchability or what. Anyway, I thought that the acoustic version, it made it more meaningful to me at least. It felt like it was a much deeper, like more serious song. I think Kurt's version was also acoustic. No, I don't think it was. I'm pretty sure it was. He did a lot of other weird stuff with like the tempo and stuff. Where oh, he brought did he? it up and down, but okay. I'm pretty sure that it was. Unless he'd re-recorded it on another album, the the version on uh, Smoke Ring for My Halo, yeah, that's I'm the pretty one I'm sure is uh, acoustic. Well, this seems more, if not more acoustic, this seems more minimalist. That's fair. I think that he was, tr- that she kind of just played it straightforward and the... I mean, it, it just feels so natural with her. Like, yeah. it, I mean, it just, yeah. it's, it's weird that it's a cover because it fits so well. And it's also, so this is the only cover on the CD and it's the only song where they don't both appear on it. Right. So the, the CD, a uh, lot of sea lice is a collab between the two. I think there's another, I think, uh, Kurt Vile covers, um, one of her songs. Does he? Yeah. Oh, I didn't pick that up. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm only human here. Uh, yeah. So pretty cool song. Check out the whole CD. Next pick is Jack's It's Sunday by Earl Sweatshirt featuring uh, my boy Frank Ocean. Faithful despite all what's in my face in my pocket And this is painfully honest And when I say it I vomit On cloudy days when I'm salty I play the hate to the logic State to state for the profit It ain't a stain on me nigga My mama raised me a profit I play for dollar incentive And where I'm walking is studded And half retarded I stumble to where she parked when she visit I grab the bottle and chug it I see the car in the distance I know the dark isn't coming For the moment If I can hold it You see, you see It seems that All my dreams got dimmer When I stop smoking pot Nightmares got more vivid when I stopped smoking pot And loving you is a little different, I don't like you a lot You see, it seems like um, I'm coming back, I gotta handle business Vanished to my sleeper seat, left you at Terminal 3 I'll meet you down in baggage claim in a couple weeks A fortnight, when you parade my homecoming, don't cry So what'd you think of this track, Pete? I think that putting anything with Frank Ocean on it is cheating is what I think. <laughs> it's too good. Cause you know, I'm going to like it. This is him rapping though. It is. Yeah. Um, I, w- I went to Boosie's uh, birthday party on okay. Friday and, um, there was one room that in one room, there was someone who was, uh, had a playlist going, but the other room, the whole night, it was just Frank Ocean. That's amazing. We yeah. should say that Boosie is our mutual friend who showed up on episode four. To talk about Frank Ocean with us. Yeah. We should have brought him back on this <laughs> We <one>. should have. <laughs> um, but this is a great song. This is one of my favorite songs, uh, favorite rap songs of the past couple of years. Uh, so I've never listened to Earl Sweatshirt before. This was off of Doris, the 2013. 2013. His first uh, major label debut. After he came off of Odd Futures. Yeah. Which Odd Future, hey, which is where Frank Future. Ocean's from too. Yeah. Um, I didn't like Earl at first. Yeah. I don't know why. Just like his voice was kind of annoying to me. He's he's got a very unique voice and a very unique cadence in his he delivery. Does. Um, but it kind of grew on me, and I ended up yeah. listening to all of Doris, and uh, I liked it. Um, I like Doris a lot, but I would recommend you listen to his more recent LP. I think that came out in 2014. I don't like shit. I don't go outside, <laughs> which is <laughs> that's something I could get behind. Yeah, exactly. You can relate. Um, but that one, he takes a major, uh, artistic growth step up on that next one. How so? Just in terms of the production, he boils it down. Doors is kind of bloated. There's a lot in there. Not all of it's great. A lot of it's really good, but not, but you know, you can kind of boil it down and he, he really kind of, he, he takes a, 
he takes a much bigger leap in terms of his subject matter. He talks a lot more about like kind of anxieties and his battles with depression and, and, you know, um, just kind of not wanting to go outside. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like lonerism kind of, which is a good segue from our last episode where we talked about Mars Jackson and his, uh, track yeah. sad or he had so, a lot of similar themes. Yeah. So you bring it a full circle. Well, yeah, I put this on specifically <laughs> because in the last episode you said that you don't hear a lot of, rap that really kind of uh really kind of displays the emotion the or vulnerabilities. the com- complex uh emotions like vulnerability yeah. and anxiety. So I put this on there cuz this is literally like, you know, this is kind of like a Earl's love letter to a girlfriend after they fought. I mean like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and there's a lot more of that on um I don't like lot. shit. I go outside. <laughs> I don't like shit. I don't go outside. Um yeah, there well, he he addresses it a little bit more. It's it's more intricate, it's a little more dense, but it's more pertinent throughout the whole thing, I'll say. Cool. Um also Frank's verse on this is just amazing. Yeah. Frank's verse is great. Like I said, it's cheating. And at the end, I at the very end of this track, I love where Earl just just says yeah, I think that's it. <laughs> like, that's like that's the that's the take. We got it. Like it's awesome. Such that a great song. Cool. Uh, yeah. So next we have my song, uh, forever known from no name featuring Joseph Chillin Chillians and Raylan Raven Lene. There you go. For seven bags of Skittles on Sunnyside Boulevard Be sending goddess rainbow, pretty mystery And fully charged, nobody understands my songs I love ever sentences to heal the scar The rental car, the Malibu, the Shangri-La Ooh, my cigarette burning, my mama be calling She worry about me, a girl alcoholic And I could take a trip to L.A. And I could lose myself inside myself I hope the Lord forgive me now Why I still be drifting accustomed to wearing hand-me-downs Why I'm a Cinderella, a cinder block for my family now I can't build no mansion on top of these shaggy bones I left my home, I'm on the road Forgive me, there she go again Her dark consumerism assimilated in him Cast a new gospel, occupational sin Just walked out the church house With happy all in my pocket A little something to spend They ain't trying to see me shine, shine Bullet on my time, time all right, that was No Name with Forever. I love that song. Isn't it amazing? It's great. So uh, the ongoing theme of this podcast is I don't listen to enough uh, rap and hip hop. Um, I also re- realized that I didn't, I haven't listened to a lot of uh, female rappers. Yeah, so, or some of the R and B stuff. Boosie and I were playing Super Smash Brothers one night, and we, you know, when Spotify like goes off, like you start listening to something, yeah. and then it'll just like once oh, it's you'll over, like it's like it's just gonna start playing random tracks that thinks you. So that's enjoy. how I first heard this song, and that's awesome. The thing that first struck me was that beat, that real like the jangly. Beat, the beat is incredible. Yeah. So bubbly, the way it just kind of bounces along. It's it, the production's great. Um, and also just the, uh, the voice it's weird hearing. I don't want to say it's weird for me. It's weird hearing a female's perspective, um, growing up in the West side of Chicago. Sure. Um, this whole album's awesome. I went through and listened to all yeah, that. I got to listen to the whole thing. It's, uh, it's, this came out in 2016 and it's off of her mixtape telephone. Yeah. Um, oh. she previously didn't, uh, she used to be called no name gypsy. Okay. But she dropped the gypsy. Gotcha. She she found out that it was offensive to the Roma people. Interesting. Well, I remember her from first appearing on uh, the Chance the Rapper yeah. mixtape, which is what everyone always says. But I have so new to rap that I didn't know that. Well, I never like looked into her any further than that. I yeah. just when I saw it, I recognized the name from that. And yeah, I mean the way that beat just sparkles throughout the whole thing, and then the features on this are great. The feature on the hook, Raven Lene kills it. Have you heard of either of them before? No, I haven't heard of either of them. But specifically, Raven Lene on the hook just kills it. Yeah, that's like, awesome. It's, it's awesome. You should go through and listen to the whole album. Really I think cool. I will. I think I will. All right, next. Uh, this one's this is a jack pick, but um, it runs deep with me. Uh, we got In the Water from Brand New. Drowning in the rain 
was in the water by brand new off their newest album, science fiction. And that's their last album. That's it. They're done. Um, brand new for Jack and I, well, for myself was a very important band. Um, yeah, pretty much one of my favorite bands in high school. I think we both were at that 2007 show. We were. At Duquesne. Yeah. And uh, we didn't know each other at that point. After the devil and God yeah. raging inside me. Yeah. Which, what a show. Oh yeah, my it was God. great. And what do you, so, but what do you think about this track? Like, what do you think about science fiction? Okay, just real quick. Uh, when I started off, I really didn't like science fiction. I don't know what I was expecting for the album, but it wasn't that. Um, it was just because it was hanging out somewhere in limbo between a couple of their different albums. And that surprised me when you said that. But I have since gone back and I've revised that. I do like it. I think this was just them, like, it was their swan song. They were going out and saying, this is us. This is what we contributed to Definitely. music. Um, here's a bunch of really good songs. Yeah. And I kind of came at it from the complete opposite angle. I had such low expectations that when I listened to it, well, it because Daisy was so terrible. Well, yeah, because <laughs> Daisy was so terrible and devil and God was seven years or 10 years ago. So it's like, it's wow. been, been so long that I was like, well, what are they going to do now? That's going to be worth listening to. And it blew me away. I think it's a masterpiece. I think they've like, they've kept their emo roots, but they've also grown so far beyond emo. I think that they push the genre a lot. Yeah. I think that a lot of the things that brand new did was show that it doesn't have to just be, you know, you know, little emotional punk pop punk songs. Right. They exactly. did a lot more with it. Yeah. And I know, I know this is a surprise to you, but a lot of people compare this to Nirvana songs. That's what you were telling me before And that this. the um, the 90s grunge influence on this is so evident. I got to go back and listen to it. I did not get that from the first time listening to it, but... Um, I read one review that sums it up really cool. They were saying that the same way that... Um, that brand new is building off of 90s grunge, it being about, you know, like, what, 20 years ago, th- almost 30 years ago, yeah. the same way that 90s grunge was building off of 70s rock. Like, you know, it being 20, 30 years ago. Because not those, those... And punk, I'd say. Too. Yeah, exactly. But I mean, like, like Pearl Jam loved the Who. Like, Kurt Cobain loved the 70s stuff. Like... I could see that. I, it's just... It's it's weird that this is it, that this is the I last know. hit. And uh, good on them to just get out. Yes. You not, don't enough, ha- not enough bands do this. No. Some, most people would just keep touring and making money. Well, it becomes a job and, and they just feel like they just got to keep going because that's what they do. And eventually it gets boring and you run out of creativity because you're with the same people and it just keeps going on and on. Yeah. So brand but, new. That's it. Thank you for all the years of music. Yeah. Helping us through some tough times. Definitely. Um, definitely. <laughs> going back even further to the, uh, the emo Pete uh, history, we have Bright Eyes with Lover I Don't Have to Love. Pressing hard against your jeans, your tongue in my mouth. Trying to keep the words from coming out, you didn't care to know. Who else may have been you before? I want a lover I don't have to love. I want a girl just have to give a fuck. You're the kid with the chemicals. Lover, I Don't Have to Love by Bright Eyes. Off of 2002, Lifted the, or the Story is in the Soil. Keep your ear to the ground. <laughs> so, Pete, if you had given me this pick when I was in high school, I would have loved it. Same. But I haven't listened to this since high school, and I will have to say it was uncomfortable for me to listen to this. It was cringeworthy to think that, like, I super, I loved this. It does not age well. It didn't hold But on. this was a pick that I made to prove So you agree points. with me? Yes, I oh. thought it was cringeworthy. Wow. The reason this I picked be the it... the first time someone put on a song was that they be- don't like. Because in high school, my friend Emily made a CD for me uh, that was designed to try and get me to start listening to emo music. Okay. Long story short, it worked. Um, <laughs> this was the song on there that I first was like, what? So I, I, was, I was going through the CD and it, like nothing really stood out. But this song disturbed me. 
Like yeah. it is really dark and the lyrics are very disturbing. It really is. And I was like, what's going on here? And then the other thing that kind of got me was at the end, it like goes from such a low place, just goes up to bleeds into what's the, that turns into the next song, which is bowl of oranges, a bowl of oranges. Yeah. So I had to go through and listen to all that. And, and we then, shouldn't, yeah, yeah. We shouldn't give Connor Oberst, who is bright eyes, uh, a short stick here. He, um, they've put out some great stuff. They have great stuff that does hold up. Yes. Um, some alt country, some alt folk, some yeah. really good acoustic stuff. I mean, he's a great singer songwriter. He is. And this song is not like any of the other. No, well, I don't want to say really this, not. this CD was a concept album. Um, mm-hmm. This was one of the weirdest ones on there. It almost doesn't seem like it's Connor Ober singing it. Um, it's a lot darker and kind of like disturbing. It yeah. almost seems like a bad dream. Yeah, kind of. But yeah. Um, the, uh, what CD did I really, I went back and listened to I'm wide awake. It's morning. Yes. And that holds up great. That's my favorite one of theirs. And yeah. yeah, that is the one that holds up the most. Cause I've listened to that recently as well. Uh, and fevers and mirrors a little bit. I liked some of the songs sure. out there. Um, not all that ages too well, but yeah, I don't know if you know this, uh, Connor Rivers has had a rough last couple of years. Really? Um, yeah, he, was involved in a pretty serious rape allegation. Oh, geez. Yeah. Um, which ultimately turned out to be completely fabricated. Ah, oh, that sucks. Yeah. It was the timeline didn't match up. And That's, it, I hate that so much because it, it really is just undercutting all of the legitimate stuff that's out there. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's just some sick individual looking for sympathy. Yeah. And, and it's, it's just also, taken away from, it's also playing into this myth that all those allegations are, are fabrications and no, there's no, there's no substance there, which it's, is completely it's funny, ridiculous. It's funny you say that. Cause, um, the men's rights activist got behind Connor over. Of course and was they like, did. He's it. And then he was like, no, I don't like you assholes. <laughs> <laughs> But it, it really did hurt his career and send him back a couple of years. But that's, that's terrible. Yeah, it is terrible. But he did just put out um, solo stuff. Um, okay. He put out one CD, which was all um, like acoustic stuff, piano. Uh, that was Ruminations, which came out in 2016. And then he went back and re-recorded all that stuff uh, with a full band. Oh, cool. Uh, Sal- it's called Salutations, and that came out in 2017. That's awesome. Um, yeah, and you can tell in his voice, like, he really went through some stuff. And uh, I guess his brother also recently passed away. So, yeah. Thank you, Connor Obers. Bright Eyes uh, got me <laughs> through a lot of really dark times. And uh, I hope that he's coming out of his dark times. Yeah, definitely. So, next up, we have House of the Rising Sun by the Animals. <laughs> So do you like that song, Pete? Yeah, it's a classic. It's I a classic. I like it. So I didn't know, though, that this is a traditional folk song. I didn't either. This is a cover. Originally called the Rising Sun Blues of unknown origin, as most folk songs are. Could be French, could be English. They're not sure. Yeah, but easily early 1900s. Probably sooner before that, 1500s. Yeah. Wow. I didn't realize it went back that far. But anyway, the Animals version is probably the most well-known. And they recorded this in one take in 1964. I didn't know that. Um, I thought that was incredible. That is pretty incredible. And um, it's um, it's referred to as the first folk rock hit. It is a little more rocky. I could kind of see that. Yeah. Um, the only other thing I'd point out is that uh, go down the list, famous folk people all have versions of this. Woody Guthrie, Joan Baez, sure. Pete Seeger, Bob Dylan. Yeah, and Bob Dylan kind of got uh, kind of got the short stick on this one because he had a version on his debut album in 1962, self-titled. And only two years later, the animals come out with this, and it like in popularity, it totally eclipses his, and people don't even realize that. And he had to stop playing it because he got accused of he plagiarizing was, yeah. the animals version. Anyway, um, I picked this song because uh, my girlfriend loves this song. She's been she has it on vinyl. She's been playing it a lot on our new sound system, so it's just been in my head a lot. But I, what I will say is that. I am always amazed how much good stuff you find in the British Invasion. 
like clearly the Beatles, the Stones, the Who, but then like, you know, Cream, the Kinks, the Animals, you could just keep going down and it's just all, it's all good stuff. It all came in just a couple of years. It's all great. You got to get over it, Jack. It's over. (laughs) So next we have The Killing Moon by Echo and the Bunny Man. Under blue moon I saw you So soon you'll take me Up in your arms too late to beg you Or cancel it though I know it must be That was the Killing Moon from Echo and the Bunnymen. I mean, this is a classic. I knew this song. Yeah. Um, this one I thought was The Cure. It's not, though. <laughs> uh, it does sound very sounds, similar. Well, yeah, I think they were right around the same time. It is. Uh, it's all that, that kind of, uh, which we talked about before. But the only reason I wanted to play this song is because I liked it, and it is the spooky time of year. We are recording this on Halloween. That's right. We haven't even talked about that. No? But yeah, it is Halloween. Happy That's Halloween, why I picked Pete. it. Happy Halloween. I'm dressed over here as a podcast recorder. <laughs> I don't know what you're going as. But yeah, so this is mid-80s and, uh, you know, the also English, also yep. British, post-punk. Post-punk. Um, did you read that uh, the lead singer, Ian McCulloch, uh, attributed the, the chorus to God as being written by God? I did not, but I've heard that he's a big dickbag. He, just by doing surface level research, this guy seemed like a douche. Yeah. <laughs> like, he, I think he said that no one has ever had a song as good as this one. Yeah, he did say that too. And he said that he came up with these lyrics. He just sat up in bed and he hadn't thought of any of them before. And they all came to him. And that's why he attributes God as a co-writer on this song. There you go. Thanks, God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Appreciate that one. Yeah. Um, all right. Next, we have Bang Bang, uh, Baby Shot Me Down. By Daniela Andre- and Andrade. Um, this is our final one. I was five and he was six. We were horses made of sticks. I were black and he were white. He would always win the fight. Bang, bang. He shot me down. Bang, bang. I hit the ground. Bang, bang. That awful sound. So, Pete, this was kind of a softball to you. I do like this song. It's not my favorite version of the song. I like the uh, Sinatra version more. Nancy, not Frank. Not Frank. Frank Ocean. Frank, Frank Ocean's daughter. Nancy I would like to Sinatra. hear Frank Ocean do the song. Actually, he would be great at it. it he would at, like everything. Yeah, do exactly. So Nancy Sinatra's version, that got popular after uh, Kill Bill Volume 1. So thank you, Quentin Tarantino. But that actually is a cover as well. Of Cher, yeah. Yeah. And they were both recorded and released in the same year, 1966. Really? Yeah, which I thought, I thought was interesting. there was a little bit more time between that. Anyway, this version I thought was really beautiful. It was super minimalist. Just, you know, just the two notes and, and her just singing it, which I thought was great. It is kind of cool. I don't know. Just that guitar fits so well. Yeah. But I threw this on there because uh, because we, we've we each heard this song multiple times together. Yes. Um, Jack and I, over the last month, have been doing yoga yeah, exactly. And this was one of the songs that they play like after you're done and you're all sweaty and you're just kind of laying you're there. You're just laying there and you're just, yeah. You're supposed to be meditating, but you're just thinking of weird stuff. You're just, <laughs> yeah. And they played this and I was like, wow, this song's great. Yeah. It was I forgot cool. how much I like this song. But it's also funny because I also didn't know how hard yoga was. Oh, it's terrible. It's so hard. It is really hard. Like I'm like dripping sweat. It's terrible. It's a great workout. Also, I don't know anything. I always have to like look around and make sure I'm doing the right thing because I don't know <laughs> yeah. any of the words or what, what the poses They're mean. They're throwing all these long Indian words out. And yeah, you're exactly. Just, you're just supposed to know what it means and how to translate it. But by, it. The, by, by now, by the end of the month, I think, I've, I think I've picked up a little bit. I know at least a little bit about the Unkatasa. Yeah. Unkatasa. Unkatasa, yeah. There you go. Unkatasa, yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's always what I think of. I, I hate how that on the sample they just have the one yeah. Like why can't they, why can't they have all of them? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> That's a great point. I don't think they. I think uh, Young Thug is the one who does the yeah yeah yeah. Yeah, <laughs> does a whole bunch of them. But I don't think anyone. I haven't found a, a good uh, soundboard sample of that yet. Get on it. Yeah, I, I will. <laughs> Anyway, so that's our ass list for this week. Um, I think we're going to be back uh, next week with uh, eight more tracks. All right, that's the end of our 10th episode. Special thanks to uh, Short Fictions and Curse Words for letting us profile you guys. We really appreciate it. Like we said, both of those bands have upcoming shows, so go check them out. Um, You can find them on Bandcamp and Spotify. Great. And uh, we will be back at you guys uh, in a couple weeks, maybe a little bit longer. Pete, you've got a trip, so we're going to have to maybe do some slight scheduling adjustments. Anyway, you can find us on Facebook and Twitter at SoundcheckPGH. Our website is soundcheckpgh.podbean.com. And you can email us at soundcheckpittsburgh at gmail.com. Our intro music is Swamp Walk Bling by Swamp Walk. And our outro is Oh So Good by Hobbs Dwende. Play us out, Hobbs. Ooh, so good.